Howdy, everybody. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 95, Justified Pursuit. It's great to be here with you alongside, as always, the good counselor, Chisholm Cook, who's already annoyed because he just had to move back to the living room for better Wi-Fi signal. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to see you again. I think my grandfather's 95 or 96. I can't ever remember. I can't count that high. So... Do you still have two grandparents left or just one? My mom's parents are both still alive. My dad's parents both passed. So two, but one grandpa, one grandma. And I just lost my last grandmother in April. So you're blessed that you still have two. That's very cool. It is cool. It's a long run. 95. I think my grandmother was 96 when she passed. And three of the four. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying my dad's mom made it to 97. 95, yeah. 97, somewhere. She was older than 95, and she died about three years ago. Really, she died right before COVID. So at least she didn't have to go through that BS. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Counter blessings. Um, yeah, my grandparents, all, but my dad's dad died pretty early, but you know, I think he was like not even 60. Hmm. But he had been a World War II POW, double silver star recipient for escaping a POW, uh, or I mean, a prison camp, Nazi prison camp, and helping all of his buddies out. Um, like he so, lived the Great Escape, the movie. Yeah, and then he lived the next thirty years drinking a lot of Lone Star and smoking a lot of cigarettes. So, so basically, he's Steve McQueen. I guess so. From sure. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> All the rest of them, though, live to be. But actually, I think he uh, died in the nine, movie. 90 plus. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That you still have two alive and well. Pappy was a badass, though. Real badass. Well, if he got, if he escaped the grips of a Nazi POW camp, then absolutely. Like I said, two silver stars for Valor. So, mm. yeah. The greatest generation. Yep. <clears throat> Uh, quick experiment. Try to pull up our Instagram page on your phone right now. Okay. This is going to make great radio. I, it Either it is or it isn't. Do, 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 I'm getting a white screen of death when I pull it up. Oh, hey. Mm-hmm. Hmm? No, it's working for me. Okay. Justified pursuit. Well, last, last it, post... Student loan quote forgiveness estimated to cost taxpayers an average of twenty five hundred bucks. Just uh, re- refresh ago. that one time and see what happens. Hopefully nothing. It's fine. Still working. Okay. So Instagram routinely messes with me. Like it doesn't refresh any of my pages. Like I'm hooked up to the Wi-Fi right now. I have no problem. It doesn't matter where I go in the world. It's it acts the same way. It lags. They're just screwing with me. Hundred percent undeniable. I'll show you. Look, here when I go to our page. Sorry. Look at this, Chisholm. This is our page. White screen of death. Maybe it's just because you use a Google. 
Because <laughs> it's working fine on my iPhone. You mean a Samsung? Yeah, you know. It's Not got, an iPhone? It's got uh, Google. Pixel is like a Google operating system, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, mm. Mm. or not? Well, Pixel, okay, I'm glad uh, that you know we got censored off YouTube Android. last week. So, Android is a Google Google operating system. Wouldn't be surprised if we get axed by Instagram in the near future for truth telling. Because that's what we oh, like yeah, to do. I mean, that seems inevitable. I'm more concerned about getting spied on by the FBI for it. <laughs> Not really too concerned about whether we don't have an Instagram page or not. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. Like at all. Right. <laughs> all I can say is, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think we about it a three, lot. We only have 300 followers. Uh, been- but hey, we know we have. You ran into a listener somewhere this week. So that's one. Today. Uh, one of our fraternity brothers sent me a message about he heard I was having uh, truck issues. And so he sent me some helpful stuff on maybe if I wanted to get into a new Dodge at uh, a decent price. And then I got an email from another listener asking if we were ever going to release another episode. That was yesterday before 94 dropped. Or, Well, we taped this one while uh, we're going to release this one essentially while I'm out of town so that we uh, have something to put out anyway. But So that's three listeners right there. Uh, so everybody that does listen and has any appreciation for what we do, how about leave us a review, a review, any, just, just a, a five stars and, and you don't even have to leave it. You don't have to type anything. Just hit the five star thing. Oh, well, also actual review would be really cool. We'd love yeah. to hear y'all's thoughts, but, uh, we know people listen. Mickey they, said he would, my neighbor said he would get us back on Spotify and up to date. If we gave him the login, he could help us out with that. So. Just think put you, that in your. You have that right, or do I mental have that? bank? I might have uh, you're the one that got us up to like 89 or whatever. I just, I just changed it. Yeah, because we were like, like. Should I just give it out on the show? Here, maybe. <laughs> maybe just send him an email. Okay. Uh, Thank you, buddy. That'd be great. If the FBI is listening, they're gonna screw with us. Oh, they're gonna screw with us anyway. Yeah. We uh, yeah, we're yeah. living we're living in a 1984 nightmare. Yeah, we are. Uh, speaking of nightmares, the the city of Illinois, I mean the the city of Chicago in the state of Illinois. Help, help me remember that I'm not on the computer I used to log into that last time, so I can't uh, find the whatever the heck I changed all that to. All right, I'll send you a note. To, I probably didn't change it. I think you've got the login, but okay, go ahead. Um, Illinois, which is like the well, Hell? Chicago, I think has the highest murder Hell. rate. Illinois yeah, has hell. become hell. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why my my neighbors that have been, they moved here last summer, uh, they were raising two teenage boys and they're originally from the Ukraine. And I've told I've said this on the show before, but they were like, We got to get the hell out of Chicago. And we came here because we like Texas values and very passe to call and, it the Ukraine, by the way. Do what? Call, but very passe to call it the Ukraine. It's no longer the Ukraine. It's just Ukraine now. Well, anyway, they came from the <laughs> Ukraine. <laughs> And uh, they hate no Chicago. longer Kiev. It's Kiev or Kiev or something like that. The Kiev. <clears throat> um, so they they left. So uh, that's just one example. I mean, and these people are leaving in droves, just like they're leaving California. But the people that are staying are still killing at each other. Speaking at, uh, of homeboy, high rates butcher. I'm calling you out. When are you moving to New Braunfels? 
Speaking of listener friends of ours, one of my buddies from law school. But that's four move. that we know of. Move. Yeah. Do it. You four leave us a review. Thank you. He lives in Chicago. Oh. He Why do you want to there. live there? So uh, uh this is a suburb of Chicago, and this is the this is their mayor. His name is Keith Pekow. He is currently running for Congress. Uh, but here's some interesting laws that were just passed in Chicago to make it more of a Wild West lawless waste zone. Here you go. First, it was passed in the middle of the night with 40 minutes to read an 800-page bill, which is unacceptable. As of January 1st, 2023, the following things will go into effect, and people need to be aware of this. It abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. This includes, but isn't limited to, kidnapping, armed robbery, second-degree murder, drug-induced homicide, aggravated DUI, threatening a public official, and aggravated fleeing and eluding. Offenders released on electronic monitoring have to be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. They could almost drive to Alaska before we can even look for them. It denies victims their constitutional rights. And keep this in mind, businesses and homeowners, officers will no longer be able to remove trespassers from your resident, residence or your businesses. Someone could decide to live in your shed and all we can do is give them a ticket. You have to decide what level of force is required to remove them and whether or not it's legal. This is a massive threat to the residents of Oil Park, Cook County and Illinois. I want to remind voters that several elected officials that will be on the ballot in Orland Park voted for this abomination. Senator Michael Hastings, Senator Emil Jones, and Representative Justin Slaughter all voted to put. All right. So I don't really care about the elected officials. Uh, he's going to call them out and have his way with them, hopefully. But the point is chaos, right? And that what it's all about is just seems chaos. to absolutely be. Yeah. No. Like what? You I was going to ask you if we now, had talked about this yet. I know. But it was on the show notes for the last show, but we, we just we didn't, didn't get, get to it. it. That's what I thought, yeah. Um, so, Chisholm, you now have to decide if someone's living in your your archery shop out back, like if you're willing to use deadly force to remove them because, God forbid, the cops aren't going to do it. I mean, they might write mm, the I don't have that. to make such decisions because I live right, in Texas. Right, you don't. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, it's right. tongue in cheek. But all I have anyway. to do is paint a fence post purple, and mm. I'll be well within my rights. Um, so there's a few more on the list that I had. So I think, I, yeah, I think I sent this to you initially, right? Or maybe you sent me that video, and I told oh, you I I'd, already, I'd already seen this. So a couple of these will be redundant from what that guy said, but there's several more on here that that weren't listed. This was something I saw posted to Instagram, which I sent to my good buddy Butcher, uh, attorney in Illinois, and asked. Uh, hey man, is this for real? Uh, side note, my good buddy Butcher likes to call me at about 6.30 a.m. to tell me what a great job we're doing from about once every six months or so. Um, very disciplined cat. Hmm. He's like, oh yeah, that's all real. Uh, he coincidentally mentioned to me that uh, neighborhoods are now hiring private security forces for the neighborhood. And as we speak, I'm looking at realclearpolitics.com where one of their articles for Friday, September 16th is in Minneapolis, private security replaces the police by Emmy Emma. Interestingly, her last name is Frietti. Uh, hope she's not related to Paolo um, with the city journal. Anyway, back to this thing. Well, that's Minnesota. Isn't that one of the places where they 
Well, it was Minneapolis. Michigan, George Floyd. Well, so Minneapolis yeah, is all George about Floyd. defunding the police there. Yeah, clearly, for sure. So. Right. But now they're now neighborhoods are just hiring private security, hmm. which is my point is this Illinois thing has got that happening there, which Butcher first brought to my attention. And then here we are having this conversation. And with great synchronicity, I'm looking at this article about the same thing going on in Minneapolis. But here's the list. Non-detainable offenses beginning January 1st of next year. Non-detainable meaning no cash bail, meaning you'll get arrested and released on your own reconnaissance. Aggravated battery. Uh, battery is a physical, t- unwanted physical touching of another person. Usually it means beating their ass. Mm-hmm. Aggravated DUI. Um, aggravated generally means like... Um, I think Somebody was injured? Means, uh, there's like some very intentional like sort of violence involved or maybe that well okay so like aggravated oftentimes means that there's a a weapon involved let's look that up well it might be that the vehicle was weaponized like you used it to try to run somebody over just one second uh okay you know who really is uh, whose face really bothers me (laughs) i give guess she's hideous uh, we're talking about Chicago. Oh, yeah. We talked about her the other day. Lightfoot. She looks like yeah. a Batman villain. Why are her eyes sunk so far back in her head? Like she's a corpse. She's, she's a literally Batman. a walking yeah. corpse. Aggravating factors in a DUI can include. What movie is that where the guy's like, I don't like your face. Yeah, I don't know what it is about your face, but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. Is there anything I can do to work on that? No, so you not really. It's your face. Brothers. There it is. Oh. So here's some things that can make drunk driving an aggravated DUI. Drunk driving with a minor passenger in the vehicle. Mm. Uh, committing a DUI with a CDL and driving a commercial vehicle. Commercial driver's license. So drunk driving on the job, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, causing a serious accident that injures or kills someone's A hit and run. Drunk driving where you hit and run. Uh, refusing a chemical test. That's not fair. That's... Uh, I think I, I was sober the last priors, time. <laughs> getting Hitting. a DUI while already on a suspended license. So, yeah, those sorts of things. Anyway, right, back so to the what, list. what else is on the list? Yeah, yeah back to the list. Uh, okay, so aggravated fleeing, uh, I guess <laughs> fleeing the police. So what, arson, <laughs> arson. So you could light um, someone's, uh, you could light a, a business on fire and just, just get out on out. your own reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. Burglary. Uh, drug-induced homicide. Huh. Drug your fentanyl. Now you're dead. Now I'm induced out. Induced homicide. Okay. Got yeah. it. No, no. Here's no, no. Make sure to clarify that. Here, I'll take my fentanyl and then accidentally kill someone else, and now I'm still getting. I'm out. Ah. Right. Right. I, that's what how I interpret. I bet the that. other it ones would on be the, the list. The too, person though. that commits the homicide <laughs> being drug-induced. Uh, intimidation. It's pretty bland, I guess. Kidnapping. Mm. Kidnapping. Did he mention kidnapping on the list? He did. He did. He actually mentioned that one. Yeah. Robbery, second degree murder, and threatening a public official. I know. Second degree murder. You're out on your own reconnaissance. Mm -hmm. So yes, chaos, lawlessness. It's just you can't. You cannot make it make sense, man. You can't. There's. I'm sure we can't even rationalize it in my head. I'm sure we talked about the gang shootout last summer in Chicago on the south side of Chicago where over 100 rounds were spilled on the street and they 
no charges were brought because they determined that they were enemy combatants, right? Yeah. Enemy. I mean, uh, there was a public mu- execution mu- during a mutual Hispanic heritage parade. I don't remember, you, you remember that where they pulled a guy out of his car and executed him right there in the street? I, I don't actually. But hey, I need to shout out a guy named Doug. Doug's the guy from Lunch. He thought uh, that without we had, bail. He thought that we had uh, been talking about him the other day, and I don't think that we necessarily were, but we are now. What's up, Doug? Hate that you moved to South Carolina, but uh, good to see you today. Buddy. Moving on. Back to hey, the- Doug. Does uh, it would be the next thing I would like to talk about? You 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 drive, bud. Okay, so DeSantis sent two planes full of illegals to Martha's Vineyard, which also happens to be where Obama lives, sure and just is. unannounced. He didn't. That's the best part. And they're not telling these cities or these places when they're dropping these illegals off. It's like, hey, uh, we deal with this shit every day. Why don't you have a taste? Apparently, they didn't like it because that was. That was earlier, uh, I think, like two days. It's a humanitarian earlier. crisis. Yes. And now I just saw today that they're busting them out of there. No like, way. No, get, yes. Yes. They're there. There's pictures of them getting on buses and being, what's the word? Deported from Martha's Vineyard. Because apparently Martha's Vineyard is a little too swanky for uh, illegal brown skin folk. I need to say something about this. These are human beings that are absolutely being used as political pawns and that sucks, but the left started it when they opened the borders um, and then started somehow blaming Trump for it. Uh, my sympathy um, meter that is at an all time low. I'm sorry. They are human beings, but I just don't care at this point, like fix the problem. And then, and then, we, and then, and then you're dealing with actually you're helping human beings by doing that at this point. I don't care if they're in Texas or if they're in Martha's vineyard or that they're being used as political you know, collateral damage, fix the problem. I don't care. I'm I'm sorry, but I just don't. I'm over it. There's 2 million people that have come into this country since Biden took office. And they're not doing a damn thing about it. Right. Yeah. So it I'm needs to be it. fixed. I'm not saying that. Uh, I, I'm just saying. Your compassion is noted. Right. Mine, I don't care. I'm glad they're doing just putting it. Putting them on buses and driving it. them back and forth across, across the country. Keep, well, you know what? It might. Gross. Whoa. It's, a, it's way better than where they came from. So again, my sympathy meter. I'm talking about the fact that they get so they're getting DeSantis, put up in hotels. DeSantis put them the on one bus, country. and then those people put them on a bus to send them back. Like and, they're pl- they're literally playing like tennis. Let me ask you a question: or pong with with these illegals? Are they worrying about where their next meal is coming from right now? Uh, probably not. Are they having to work for a living right now? They're not dying in a South Texas ranch. Either. I think they're. I think they have it pretty good compared to where they came from. And if they if they didn't, then they wouldn't be here. They left. They left a version Dude. of hell. And I am looking at a headline that says Hillary. This is Hillary Clinton. "Quote: Trump should be held accountable for mishandling classified material, and the DOJ should pursue this." That doesn't woman, she have a closet full of bodies? And doesn't she have an email with? I mean, a, a server, a server? Yeah. a server no longer full of emails because she had specialist fry it. Oh, wow! She's incredible, dude. Incredible. Oh well, I mean. Just today, I saw another Jean-Claude Von Pierre quote of doubling down on the fact that it's Trump's fault that the border is in crisis. Like, it's crises. It's in crises. It's a crisis. Hmm. In crises? Is that how you say it? I don't think so. Cri- okay. Well, then <laughs> I just overthought that. But anyway, 
<laughs> she doubled down on the fact she doubled down. I mean, Ducey is the only one that asks any real questions in the White House press room. Broke a, a broken system, the immigration system. And it was um, it was decimated by the last administration. That is a fact. It was decimated by the last administration. Uh, what the last administration wanted was a border wall that was ineffective and used a use of taxpayers' dollars. Uh, and, uh, and that's what we saw from the last administration. That's Orwellian speak. It's, it's a daily back and forth. And it, every time over the last week, all she's done is blame the border mess on Trump, just like the Kamala uh, audio that we played last week. Speaking of Kamala, uh, Abbott is also <laughs> up to his old tricks because he dropped off two busloads of illegals in front of her house. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. I love it. I love yeah. it. Because you know what? It exp- Like you said last week when we played that, uh, that Nadeau lady, the D.C. congresswoman. When we played her audio, you're like, this is gold because they're just showing how much they hate it and how big of hypocrites they are. Right. It pisses me off so much, too, because they act like Texas and Arizona isn't part of America. And it's just our our freaking problem to deal with is our cross the bear because we live next to the border. This cannot be playing well, except that. Except that. I think the only way you see the response to it is if you watch the kind of news that you and I watch. The bad thing is. If you watch leftist news, you see these heartless bullies like uh, the Arizona governor and the governor of Texas and the governor of Florida, um, you know, like I said, playing politics with these innocent people. But if you then pay attention to the response to it, you see, oh, wow, these leftists don't believe what they say. Mm -hmm. They've allowed this situation and now they don't, you know, (laughs) can you imagine? I'd love to know with the Martha's Vineyard thing, like how did it first, how did it first get noticed? I mean, you're, you just told me, which I hadn't seen or read that DeSantis said nothing about it. The bus just showed up. So like plane, no two planes, how well, two planes that, that information would probably get around pretty quick, but could you you just imagine like, could you just imagine a crowd of lost Spanish speaking immigrants walking through Martha's Vineyard and how quickly there would be a buzz about town about, Hey, what are all these Brown people doing here? (laughs) Okay. Just know that those hyper leftist, godless, you know, poser projecting wealthy a-holes immediately were like, um, why aren't they in a kitchen somewhere? Dude, okay, so the Babylon Bee had a had a. I'm not being racist. I'm putting racist words into their yes. mouth. Yes, and so those Babylon people Bee, expect to see brown people gardening or working in a kitchen. That's what the 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 Babylon Bee thing was that I was going to say is elderly woman calls cops because she notices Hispanic man not holding leaf blower. Right. <laughs> exactly. And it's sad. Because, I mean, it's obviously a stereotype, right? But. Uh, why else would they be so concerned with these people being there? They don't want them there. They don't want them there. I, I want to make two clarifications. I'm making a point about the racist left and the way they're responding to this issue. I believe and know, first and foremost, that doing good old manual labor 
is honorable and thank God for people who do it and do it well. There's nothing wrong with working that way. But leftists who, you know, like make their servants, because you remember Barack had a had a 60th birthday party, I think a year ago mm-hmm. in Martha's Vineyard, where none of his rich friends were wearing masks, but all of their servants were. Right. I so it very well. let me let me make it abundantly clear. I'm talking about hypocrite leftists with all the money in the world yet still claim to be socialists who you know say things like black people can't get driver's license even though black people outvote the every other racial demographic in America by like 20 to 30%. Somehow black people are disenfranchised because we want people to have a voter ID. And when you ask black people mm-hmm. about it they're like No, we're good. We think that seems like a reasonable thing to require. You know why? In part, because they don't want illegal immigrants coming over without IDs and voting in their elections. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, I think I probably beat that dead horse enough. I'm not racist. Mm, I don't (laughs) think anyone's accused us of being racist. And, you know, it's calling a spade a spade. Do what? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with telling the truth. And yeah, that's what we do. Just look at the way they're reacting. But my point is, look at the way they're reacting. In, in, look at that in, broad who you just referenced from D.C. who talked about how the Texas and Arizona has turned D.C. into a border town. What's wrong with the border town, ma'am? Mm-hmm. You seem to be a little bit condescending about what it's like to live in a border town. Yeah. And to be clear, also, if I was living in some Mexican or Central American poverty stricken society, where I couldn't make ends meet to feed my family, I'd be the first one walking over here. So I don't blame them. I'd, I'd be doing it too. That's not the, but that's not the issue. The issue is you can't have an open border. Bottom line, no other country has one. It's just not a thing. You don't have a country if you have an open border. You're just an extension of Mexico. Let's talk about that vaccine study that I posted on our Instagram page because you can only find it if you look really hard to them. Uh, but this is from this is but the Florida. Yeah, we okay. Most of the ones that pop up are from like April 2021, August 2021. Right. The one that was released this week is not is not coming up on Google search like at the top. This one says vaccine narrative collapses as Harvard study shows jab more dangerous than COVID. This is from the Florida Standard. Uh, another place that I could find it was on the California Political Review. Uh, ethically unjustifiable scientists from Harvard and John Hopkins found COVID-19 vaccines 98 times worse than the virus. This is a new print study by nine health experts from major universities show that the COVID-19 vaccines are 98 times worse than the virus as reported by the Epoch times. I'm not sure the Epoch times is that much, is that reliable of a source, but the point is, is that only, you know, right wing publications that I'm seeing are, are posting about this. Uh, the study. So I'm thinking that it's true. I don't, you know, I can't, I haven't actually found the study itself. Uh, let's see if we can do that real quick. Have you looked into it at all? I have not, but I will. Uh, only because as soon as you sent it to me, I was like, I'll have to spend 20 freaking minutes finding ways to bypass the, if it's even real bypass the uh, algorithms to find that thing. 
It was from Harvard. Now you're saying it's like from eight different schools. I think Harvard was the one that published it. It says from nine different uh, experts from nine different universities. And I have their names right here. Kevin Bardosh, University of Washington. Allison Krug, Artemis Biomedical Communications. Uh, Yusubiz Jemrozic, University of Oxford. Trudeau Lemons, University of Toronto. Salman. Look this guy up. All right. Look up Salman, S-A-L-M-A-A-N, Keshavji, K-E-S-H-A-V-J-E-E. Look look his name up. Yeah, he, he seems to be a, yep. MD, okay. PhD, SDM, and the director of Harvard Medical School Center for Global Health Delivery and professor of global health and medicine. Okay. All right. So, and then the rest of them are Vinay Prasad, University of California, Martin A. McCary, John Hopkins, Stephen Burrell, John Hopkins, Tracy Beth Hoeg, Florida Department of Health, Sierra Nevada Memorial Hospital. Okay. Those are really interesting, dude. What? Internet Explorer, which is the Microsoft, you know, web browser. Uh Uh-huh seems to be the least biased thing you can use for search or I guess Bing in particular, the Bing search engine. Uh-huh. Like right off the bat, it's a team of nine experts from Harvard, Johns Hopkins and other top universities has published paradigm shifting research about the efficacy and safety of COVID-19 vaccines and why mandating vaccines for college students is unethical. 15 page, 50 page study, which was published on the social science research network at the end of August. Analyze blah 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 blah. I'd like a link to the paper, please. Okay, I've got the paper, the paper right here. It says COVID nineteen vaccine boosters for young adults: a risk benefit assessment and five ethical arguments against mandates at universities. Uh, I'm looking at the PDF of it right now. We'll post the link on our website. Okay, cool. I believe it. Expected myocarditis cases per single hospitalization. Dude. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, and I don't know what the control is. If it's like per 1,000, 10,000, 500, I, that's not listed right here. But you can see the incremental percentage increase. So COVID 19 hospitalizations prevented with booster, 0.5. Okay, myocarditis in males 18 to 29, if you have the booster, 2.2. Myocarditis in males 16 to 17, okay. 3.0. So six times more likely to get myocarditis over having your life saved by getting the bo- from getting the booster. Yeah, see, I have no doubt that's true. Like, no doubt. I mean, one thing that has been abundantly clear since day one is that if you're a male under 40, you just have no business taking this unless you're morbidly obese and suffering from type 2 diabetes. Well, this is terrible Period reporting. Like, we're really... Uh, you're uh, the one that brought it to the table. Unprepared. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I thought maybe you had actually looked at it since I sent it to you. Either way, at least people know now that there's a Harvard study out there that's shooting holes in the vaccine. I mean, Harvard and these other, I mean, John Hopkins, Oxford, these are these are things that people pay attention to or should be. So, hey, uh, if we put this on Instagram, I'm sure it'll be deleted. Not Instagram, YouTube. It'll be taken down. Do we even need to bring these studies up anymore, Chisholm? Yeah, I mean, to me, there's no explanation like that to, for that if you're paying even the slightest bit of attention to you know, news outside of the brought to you by Pfizer 
stooges at CNN and apparently the federal government. I don't, I was saying, I think we, I think we might've lost some listeners this summer, man, by continuing to bang this drum. Cause there's, you know, there were definitely plenty of people who went out and got them that, you know, probably don't care to hear any more about, um, <laughs> I hate to say it, but what a questionable idea it was, uh, especially, you know, we talked a lot about 1984 style double think and cognitive dissonance. Like imagine being in the situation right now where you, you took both of them and they didn't stop you from catching COVID, especially if you still got pretty sick from COVID and you're trying to toe this line of like, well, I didn't die from COVID. So maybe they work, but then they're like, but you need a booster. And then, then you're like, I don't, I don't really want to keep on this train. That second one I took made me feel pretty crappy. Like I got almost as sick as, as I got from COVID. And now you're telling me I have to take a third one. And I got, apparently I got to take them every like four to six months because that's all that they work for. And the government's now admitting that. So, you know, I'm okay with the decision that I made to take the first two, but I'm not really interested in taking any more. But just imagine being in that spot, you know, and then listening to us talk about, then listening to us talk about how, you know, you might have plugged yourself into the internet of bodies by doing so. (laughs) (laughs) Should we continue doing it? At this point, anybody who's still listening to us likes it. So, (laughs) and we do have like over a hundred people who listen just to be a little, not quite as uh, self-deprecating, but you know, self-deprecation is, is a very uh, underrated type of humor. So we can make fun of ourselves all day. I love it. We probably, we probably have more than a hundred. I think we probably have a couple hundred listeners. Give us a boost. Leave a rating. Dude, so you mentioned CNN. Don Lemon got fired, or his show got canceled. You sent me that in a text. I hadn't even heard about it. Overdue. Yeah. Overdue. Talk so about apparently he hasn't been America. fired. Your show got, I'm looking at it right now. CNN actually has an article, Don Lemon's or video, Don Lemon speaks for the first time about his big move at CNN. Mm. Let's see. It looks like they're moving him. He lost his show. But he didn't get fired. Unlike Stetler, what's the guy's name? Brian Stetzler? Stetler? Do you know where Stelter? he's working now? He got fired. What? Where? Yeah, yeah. Brian Stelter. Stelter, that douche. So it looks like they're moving Don Lemon to a morning show. See, that's about right. Instead of being an alleged news anchor in the evenings, you put his lame ass on, you know, puff pastry, you know, propaganda, suburban. The bourbon mind mom, you know, yeah, exactly. Brainwashing morning crap. That, that's perfect. Um, no, so, so uh, you can compete with Whoopi Delter, for the least one. Delter has a job as a professor at Harvard University now. Ah, uh, we just talked about Harvard, but on a on a good note. Yeah. Hmm. But then yeah. they go and do I something like that. Journalism at Harvard. Yeah, dude. I mean, that just drives home the idea that we have at least two alternate universes that people are living in, man. That, that supposedly the premier university in America thinks that that guy should be teaching journalism. Like, wow. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The epitome well, of a newsman, a journalist. But he is a fat, pudgy, little douche-looking man. Yeah, he's about as, uh, about as effeminate as Lindsey Graham, too. 
Don Lennon, who's openly gay, is more masculine than Brian Selter. Selter. That's his name. Selter. You're right, though. He is more masculine than Mr. Potato Head, as Don Jr. calls him. Yeah, I'm not saying he's particularly butch. I'm just saying he's more more masculine than that guy. Um, uh, anyway, so we've gay bashed. We've towed the line of racism. Um, we should probably say something bad about fat people. <laughs> also, I am slightly overweight, but I work out all the time. So... <laughs> I feel good about myself still. And uh, my, heart, my heart is healthy. I, I actually, actually yeah. just came from the gym. Uh, so let's wrap it up with this. You, I, I'm leaving to go on that elk hunt. And uh, what is your, when you go on one of those hunts, where do you like stage all your gear? Because I like take over the dining room table and Aaron absolutely hates it. But I got all my crap piled out there for like the last week and I just slowly add one thing you know, at a time to it, you kind of have the same system or what, what is, what do you, what does yours look like when you are preparing for a, a week in the back country? Well, keeping in mind that I haven't been for three years, um, Doosh. Doosh. yeah, but I'm less than six weeks out from going, um, man, less than six weeks. Oof. Whoa. I have a question. Uh, are you going on a guided hunt? Or are you going DIY like a real man? I'm going guided, buddy. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was I was just curious. So you are you guys gonna be sleeping in tents or in some cush lodge? What's what's the situation? I'm I wanna know. <laughs> Fifteen miles on horseback into the Bob Marshall wilderness where we'll be sleeping in wall tents. All right. So there's a little suffrage there to get fifteen miles in on horseback. Thank you. That that's hellacious to begin with. But the wall tents, I mean, it, you know, it's a nice camp. It's, you know, they've got like a permanent wilderness camp, not permanent, but, you know, mm-hmm. season long wilderness camp back there. And so there's like a cook kitchen, cook a kitchen tent and, you know, we'll have our tent and there's be some other hunters running out of the same camp, but cool. I mean, it'll be an old West style adventure for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Cause you and I did yeah. one elk hunt I mean, in Colorado that was about as cushy as, I mean, you still were in the mountains yeah, well, and you had to get up and go hunting every day, but like. It was. I will five star meals. Be, I, will, I will earn this unlike that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Although to be fair, we did pack our bulls out even on that hunt. So. We are. And I went help somebody else pack their bull out. So. But you should have just been with me uh, to begin with, instead of watching the cowboy game. But that's how cush that it was because you had the option to watch the cowboy game. <laughs> right. Which at least the yeah, cowboy we don't have to watch any more cowboys this year because the season's over. After Dak hurt in the first game. Well, I wasn't, I didn't watch that game, had no plans to. It took two days before I finally checked in on it. I was like, oh, Dak's hurt and the offensive line doesn't exist. And okay, cool. I can check out on that this year. Hmm. Done. Uh, which I pretty, pretty much already had. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this hunt. Back to how do I structure it? You know, since we moved to the whole country, I have my own office. So. When it comes time, the uh, floor will definitely be a semi-organized uh, mess of gear to be stuffed in a bag. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't think I like because I keep a list of these sorts of things, right? And I kind of keep my stuff fairly well consolidated in spaces. My guess is it won't be taken over for long. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> You're right. No. And so therefore my, the space, whatever space I take up will not be taken up as long as whatever space you take up where you're like, I need two weeks to piecemeal this whole kit together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's what I've been doing in a nutshell. Some of the stuff still in Amazon boxes that hasn't, haven't even been opened yet. And I leave in two days. So uh, cable has for the listener, since he was kicking me in the nuts about elk hunting, like a six or $700 Kafaru, you know, legit hiking special forces, big game, Western backpack. Uh, which to be fair, he got in a sponsorship promotion or type deal. But my point is simply, it's a legit like excursion level, big boy pack. And those guys know how to build a pack that's functional, that might, you know, fit a week's worth of gear, but that you can then sort of, you know, zip up and, and strap down and make it into a day pack where it's nice and tidy and when it's full, everything has its place and it rides like a, you know, rides like a, like Mercedes, you know, the weight is properly distributed. Yeah. As close as you can get when you're packing 60 pounds around. Right. But, mm-hmm. uh, and then when you zip it all, you know, you, you strap it all down for day pack mode, it looks good and it rides properly. Table has never taken a moment to figure out how to fit it to himself. The straps aren't the same length. The elevators aren't in the same setting. When you walk behind cable, it looks like the blob from that old TV show is trying mm-hmm. to escape from his pack. It's like <laughs> extra goo hanging down on the left-hand side uh, at the bottom and then like a bulge sticking out the right-hand side in the middle and then, you know, a bugle tube sort of at a 45-degree angle out the top. I'll take a picture uh, of it and post it on, that, our, on our Instagram for everyone to uh, either agree or disagree with you. Our last it looks, it looks hunt pretty together stout. in 2019, uh, Ty Stubblefield uh, called it, mentioned that he looked like Jed Clampett. Uh, and then the other day on an Instagram post said something like a, like a looks like a third grader heading to band camp, mm. which I uh, really appreciated. So, uh, All right. Well, wish me luck in the Elkwoods, jerk off. You're a male. You're a mess, but you are harder than woodpecker lips. I'll give you that. All right. I accept. Except the as Aaron Snyder of Kafaro would say. Um, all right. Well, I got to go. Because, because you can carry that awful, awkward, misshapen, and undistributed backpack <laughs> around for five straight days and not complain about it one bit. When if you just took five minutes and straightened the damn thing out, you'd be more comfortable. Uh, we have like a 10 day hunt extra stuff of me carrying. Uh, I'll be carrying the Ooh. blob on my back for 10 days this time. So get after it. The blob lives on. All right. That's going to do it for. An abbreviated and somewhat discombobulated episode ninety five. We'll do we'll do better next time. We will. This was just uh to be honest, as Shizum likes to say, for the algorithm. But we do appreciate all ten of you listeners out there for tuning in. For Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith. We will see you guys next time. We suck again. <laughs> We're good at that. <laughs>